Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Championship podcast. North Texas beat Western Kentucky 61-57 in the Conference USA Tournament Final in Frisco in front of uh, probably more fans that I'm comfortable seeing there still. Uh, you can still count me on the on the conservative pandemic uh, preventative measure side, right? But hey, good times. Family, friends were there. Um, I think saw saw North Texas get like the shine that everybody expected they would get last season, or maybe in some cases you felt like it was stolen from them, right? Um, a lot of people were there that were a part of the team last year. I, I saw that uh, uh, DJ Draper, uh, Michael Miller were at the game. Um, you know, kind of celebrating their teammates, the current or their former teammates, celebrating the current team, winning the title. Uh, that's the headline, right? Like, so you know, good feelings all around. When North Texas, you know, is a winner the night previous, everything just you know is a little better. Coffee tastes a little better, right? Uh, your pillow feels a little softer in the morning. You know what I mean? Sofa feels a little more comfy. Walking the dog in the morning is a joyous exercise and maybe not the burden that uh, sometimes it normally is. Everything's just a little bit better after after Mean Green win, and that is uh, what we got. North Texas, uh, they took the hard road. Not the hardest road, but uh, in a normal conference setting, uh, the first round would be the earliest round, four wins, four days. It is tough to do that. I know for, for every team that does do it right, you're like, well, just look at so-and-so from 2000-whatever. Um, you know, they're the, the exception. Usually, if you can't make the bye, right, and, and play on, on the Thursday in the tournament, it usually means you're not a good team, right? That's the first indicator. But there's always, you know, the chance that maybe, you know, you had some bad luck, maybe a bad run, maybe you lost a tiebreaker that you otherwise, you know, uh, wouldn't have, and, and, you know, you fall down, and uh, you're in a spot that you, you you know normally wouldn't be otherwise. That was the case with North Texas in this in this particular year. Um, North Texas was seated third in the West, right in the Conference USA bracket, which they expanded just kind of like last minute because it's com- a Conference USA. Uh, basically, if you walk in right now to the Conference USA offices and like, hey, I got a pretty good idea. We could probably just change it for this season. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll send the email out. Let's do that now. Uh, new rule, guys. Uh, everybody has to play at 8 a.m. in the morning. It was a really great idea. Um, anyway, so Conference USA expanded the, the tournament. Normally, we play a whole regular season just to eliminate two teams. But this time, we're like, yeah, let's let those two, two teams uh, enter. It's fine. And uh, that meant the sixth and seventh seed got a, a first round, you know, day. They called that the preliminary round, which is kind of silly. But anyway. That it was the earliest round that you could possibly start from, in which you would win five games in five days, uh, like a Herculean task, if there ever was one. Um, but North Texas had had the hardest path in the normal route, right? Started on uh, on Wednesday, played Middle Tennessee, and they did the right thing. They blew them out in that game, which is, you know, what you want to do against a terrible team, right? You want to make quick work of them, not spend any more time. Then you have to. Moved on. Played Old Dominion, like the best version of Old Dominion that you could possibly get this season. Um, you know, 
I don't want to spend too much time on, on o- ODU, but I had a low opinion of them early in the season. And I mean, really, they they weren't they were like like plus two adjusted efficiency, right? According to Ken Palm, they were not that great, but they turned it on late in the season. And maybe you could say Western Kentucky, you know, kind of fell off. But uh, Old Dominion was was they're well coached, right? They got a good coach, but they basically have one guy. Malik Curry is the guy, and everybody else is just. I mean, they're not even just like well, you know, like North Texas has one guy, right? Everything goes to Javon Hamlet, but other dudes are good and they can score. And they compliment them well. Old Dominion, that's not the case, right? It's just like one guy and everybody else is like, well, this guy will shoot, but he probably shouldn't shoot. Um, that kind of thing. Anyway, Old Dominion beat Western Kentucky late in the season, right, to to challenge them. They got right down to it, nearly won the uh, the East Division. And that would have really changed things up because then that meant uh, that, like, the North Texas would have played, played Western Kentucky earlier, right, and then – have had to, uh, you know, face Old Dominion maybe in the in the final or something like that, right? That's assuming lots of things. Anyway, North Texas plays Old Dominion. Uh, Javion Hamlet does uh, um, again. Uh, let me just give you the headline because this is going to be the story. I don't want to repeat myself a, a thousand times, right? Well, four times. Javion Hamlet played his best game, right? The most important parts of the game in the second half of these games. He had, look at the stats, I'm going get him right, against middle, 21 points, uh, 11 assists. That game was pretty much over, right? We blew him out, 76-56. It was over pretty quickly. Uh, North Texas never really was, was really threatened in this one. Um, you know, like, he just kept going on runs. Uh, they would catch up and, like, make it interesting, and then North Texas fans are kind of on Twitter like, well, maybe uh, – if they score another basket, they're going to be within, like, five. And then, you know, North Texas just go on a run and just blow them out to the water. Um, 21 points, 11 assists. I think he set the conference record for assists in a in a tournament. It was like 11 there, 7 the next game against Old Dominion. That's 18. 18 and 10 uh, is 28 assists in the, in the entire tournament. That, that makes sense if he set that record. Um, anyway, easy work in Middle Tennessee State. Old Dominion. He scores 15, and I believe, because these numbers have been bouncing around in my head, I believe it was 12 in the second half of this one. 12 of his 15 in the second half, I think eight of those came in the final three minutes. Basically, it's winning time. We need our best player to score, and he did. Javion Hamlet got the buckets late. Um, I And a lot of these followed the same pattern, right? North Texas getting into a moment where – Nothing's working, right? Uh, you know, we've criticized this basketball team a little bit this year. When they when they're bad or not good or not as efficient, it looks like something like JJ Murray catches the ball in the wing, is looking to find Javion Hamlet, and that's maybe by design and whatever. But it makes North Texas predictable, puts a lot of pressure on Javion Hamlet, and you know, right here he went on a ridiculous run, right? He had a uh, 21 uh, against Middle, 15 against Old Dominion, 18 against Tech, 20 against Western Kentucky, right, all in a four-game stretch. And he's been good for, I mean, what is it? Uh, he scored in double figures in every game since uh, since February 12th, right? His last bad game, his bad weekend, right, was the split against Louisiana Tech in early February when he scored seven in the first loss and then four the next night. 
And, you know, there was some question like, hey, he's, he's kind of not playing at the level. There's sometimes like when we're analyzing some of these uh, some of these performances, we're wondering, hey, is he going to get to the level where he won player of the year last year? Because I think North Texas needs him to play at that level. Uh, in every, you know, little tweet about each game in the preview of this tournament, I'd say, you know, here are the ingredients to the game, right? Number one, Javion Hamlin has to hit clutch buckets. Uh, and the reason I said that is because that's the offense. North Texas's offense is get Javion Hamlin the ball, let him go cook, uh, but in a pick and roll with Zach Simmons. And then if you're the defense and you start taking that away, then you leave um, – you know, Thomas Bell open for three because he's the worst three-point shooter on the team, roughly speaking, right, at least by the scouting report. You look at North Texas and you say, all right, we're going to let Thomas Bell shoot. Um, you know, he's a he, he makes 37% of his three-point shots. You know, he, he's a good shooter, but I can see why they le leave him open. Uh, he goes through some, you know, lulls there. But uh, He's a knockdown dude. You're not going to leave James Reese. You're like, all right, we got to take away James Reese. We got to take away Marcus McBride. We're going to leave Thomas Bell, right? Of all these guys open, we're going to leave that guy open. And, uh, you know, he has to shoot with confidence. He has, you know, for such a good shooter, he has this tendency to catch it, kind of pump fake, maybe dance a little bit. And all of this, right, the, w the worst parts of North Texas were evident when they were playing UAB into the season, right? Uh, everybody was uh, upset about that. North Texas at home had a chance to clinch at least the two seed, right? means you don't have to go four and four. You go three and three. Um, you know, you face a team, uh, you know, at, at best that's on their fourth day of, uh, uh, of playing, maybe fifth day of playing. And then at worst, you know, you just – you're on your third day, uh, third game in three, in three days against a team on their third game in three days, you know, so – it's even. You don't have a fatigue factor to mix in, um, and for a, t a, t a team like North Texas that relies heavily on their on their top five, right? Uh, Javion Hamlet in particular, that was huge. Right? That that was a big concern. That's why we were saying like, you know, the prospects of North Texas winning are greatly increased by winning a, a two seed. Turns out, uh, I mean, well, we were right, but we'll get into to that in a second. Um, those two losses to to UAB. In the first game, North Texas only scored 51, right? Lost 65 points. A lot of it was kind of followed the same pattern where North Texas would try to figure out the zone. Um, they'd kick it out. They'd had open shots, right? James Reese wide open. Uh, Marjorie McBride wide open. Um, you know, Ruben Jones wide open. And it was either a hesitation kind of look where they'd catch it and, like, pump fake, thinking, I I'm open, but maybe should I shoot this? I, d I don't know. And by the by the time they figured out what they should do in that moment, UAB had closed them down, and so then they try to drive into the teeth of, of the defense. Right, you, if you don't attack the zone on the catch, then you're playing right into the zone's hands. Right, you know, a, a hesit hesitant exploratory dribble into the middle of a zone defense is how you turn the ball over, and that's exactly what North Texas was doing at the time to UAB. Right, turn the ball over, and then they'd get out on a run and get a layup. And so, you know, you feel that pressure. You're like, oh, we got to make some things happen. You don't flow in the offense. And then, you know, it, it, it was a vicious circle. Anyway, that's why I kept saying, right, after the game, we're tweeting. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Greg, was tweeting a lot of the same things, right? We saw 
that North Texas is best when they make quick decisions. Right? We were talking about Grant McGaslin uh, wanting this deliberate offense, wanting them to execute, wanting them to use up clock. It's a great decision. Obviously, it's not a bad it's not a bad strategy, right? They've won the regular season title last year. They were super efficient in so doing. Um, you know, this season, really good team. Uh, you know, fitting in new pieces, right? You, you lose a Moja Gibson, who, uh, who was a guy who had no fear. He had no hesitation in letting the ball fly. Uh, so you're, you're trying to replace that, right? Because, you know, he's an essential part of the offense. You have a flow. You know when uh, – Mo got the ball, he was going to let it fly. So you, you can rely on that. When you get the ball out to Bell, it's stuck, right? Not in a bad way. Well, like not like he was selfish with the ball, but he's not letting it fly. That was a concern. Um, anyway, bench was shortened. I think some some reports are Ruben Jones, his hamstring is kind of bothering him. Others are just like maybe they just didn't, I don't know, want to play him. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Rotation was shorted, shortened. The guys that were out there were willing to shoot. In particular, Marjez McBride. He's been, you know, great. He has the, the best-looking shot on the squad, right? He kind of stays a little flat-footed, lets it fly, nice little arc on it. It's a beautiful, beautiful shot. Lefty shot. All left-handers pretty much shoot beautiful shots. Uh, and uh, I'm a little envious of that shot, you know? I need, to, I need to get something looking like that out to pick up games whenever the pandemic is over. But uh, one key, right? Because you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, at the numbers for for uh, I'm looking at the numbers for Javion Hamlet here. But let me pull up Thomas Bell because uh, I don't want to just quote these off the top of my head. I want to read them. Uh, yeah. So he was 0 for 4 against Tech, right? One for seven against Western Kentucky, and for a good portion of the time there, 0 for six, right? Uh, there was a long stretch, right, when North Texas started getting tired where he missed he was the only guy shooting the threes and he was missing all of them right I think he went from 0 of 2 to 0 of 5 in that stretch and everybody was like uh, let's get this guy out of here he's not doing well uh, but what was important to me is like he was taking the shots that he should have taken right those are the open shots you're open wide open catch shoot um, uh, what is it uh, what's that kid's name Bruni he uh he reported that James Reese was like he had a sore wrist or something like that. Um, he looked a little, you know, shaky out there. His normally great shot looked a little off. Uh, he looked a little, I don't want to say hesitant because it's not quite hesitation, but it was discomfort, right? He didn't like catch it, let it fly. Look at me, I'm wide open. It looked like he was thinking a bit, um, like, hey, my wrist hurts. How do I shoot this ball in rhythm? Do I know how to do so? without uh you know pain um so i you that that maybe explains why he was kind of missing some shots um but what i liked about all of those things was that north texas was taking them thomas bell 0 for 4 against louisiana tech again what was great north texas went three for seven in that game uh, three for 17 is that they took 17 three-point shots they were open shots they took the right shots um you have to keep them honest right you have to not bail out the defense when, you know, they give you a shot. They need to fear that you're going to take a three-point shot, right? Because um, eventually they'll drop. And that's how, right, because they were taking those shots, that's how you get the spacing that you need. Uh, when Ruben Jones, all his three-point shots against Tech, 
were huge. I think all of them either gave North Texas the lead or I think the final one extended the lead, right? Um, and then the same thing, he had three against Western Kentucky. The the most hugest, right, the huge, huge extreme scenario uh, shot was the, the final one. 29 seconds left. Javion Hamlin drives, finds – uh, finds him wide open. I don't. One. I don't know how how he got to be so wide open. West Kentucky had a little uh, breakdown there. Some of it was because they were just making sure that Javion Hamlet wasn't the dude. But uh, you're up three there, right? Let Javion Hamlet get to the line, get a layup. You're still winning. You get the ball back, and then there's only 14 seconds left, right? You can just do whatever you want. Uh, Ru- uh I don't say Ruben Jones. Dres McBride, wide open, game on the line. That was the game. North Texas out of gas at that point. You know, no other options. Absolutely needs their best three-point shooter to hit a three-point shot. You know, wide open. You couldn't ask for a better scenario, but it's still just an opportunity where a guy needs to execute. And that is the great and scary thing about sports. The dude hit it. North Texas was tied. I screamed, uh, you know expletives of joy scared my kid <laughs> had to give her a hug afterwards like it's all right i was i was yelling because i was happy um so uh you know i, I know i kind of just spoke on a little bit of a tangent there um i i think north texas dominated old dominion right I, in the important moments uh malik curry was good and he was doing a lot for old dominion but i felt like odu didn't really have the cohesive team thing the they were dominating inside against north texas but north texas shot like i think it was at nine of nine of 20 nine of 22 or something like that from three um thomas bell was i think that was a game he went four for four two for two or something uh two for two in that game uh guys are hitting threes that's north texas at its best right shooters hitting shots uh last year they they went uh was it they went 20 something games last year Went on a big run, and a lot of that was because they had so many shooters. Guys from everywhere could hit a three. Um, That's North Texas at its best. When things are not at their best, right, when, uh, you know, the legs game three in three days, uh, you need your legs to shoot threes when they're not there. Throws your shot off. uh, Third third day of, of executing an offense that requires a lot of actions. A lot of cuts, a lot of screens, a lot of movement, a lot of reading. There's, like, mental fatigue there, all right? Executing the third game plan in three days. Um, Shots weren't falling. 3 of 17 on the day uh, against Tech. Big shots, obviously, like I said, it uh, came from Marjorie's McBride. But big moment, Javion Hamlet, ready for the moment. What did he score? What did I say? 18 points. 14 of those came in the second half. I forget exactly what the breakdown was for, uh, like, in the final few minutes or whatever like that, but suffice it to say that he was clutch. Got into the lane, did the little lefty floater, um, you know, high-value shot. There's there's a lot of reasons why, I like, that scoring in the paint, a little runner in the paint is, is effective and efficient. One, it makes it easier for him to draw fouls. Two, it's kind of an easier shot to make but i think the unheralded aspect of those kinds of shots is that the rebounds don't really lend themselves to you know breaking the other way 
Um, one reason why old school coaches never really liked three point shots was because that they uh, they produced long rebounds, right? And that means usually if the team is good, uh, a quick break the other way or the possibility of it, right? And coaches are nothing if not conservative. And um, you know, that's one of those things, right? Hamlin gets into a lane, does a little pump fake, spins around, you know, does a little soft floater that usually goes in. But if it rolls out, um, not a big deal, right? It's one; it, those are easy to tap in. You just kind of throw a hand up there and, and you know put a finger on it, and then it uh, he kind of rolls in. So that's good for like say Zach Simmons' stats and the team in general. But um, I was just thinking about that the other day. Beyond that, kind of lost my place here. I'm looking at the score, and then I, I kind of got distracted by somebody in the background. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was up late last night. Also, I'm trying to speak clearly here. My voice is still a little, still a little um, raspy from from yelling and screaming yesterday. Um, where was I? All right, Louisiana Tech. Right. I think I think the the biggest aspect of say the Thomas Bell's game, right, right, talking about Javion Hamlet, going back to Thomas Bell here, is that he's so versatile. He's the X factor for this team. He can guard basically two to five, right? Uh, and depending on the two, right? I mean, he p- depending on the point guard, he can guard the one through five pretty much. Against Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech, he was the big man. He was playing the five. And he did a great job of doing so, right? He against uh, – I think it was against Tech. He got a big block um, down the stretch against Western Kentucky. He got the game ceiling block against Tavion Hollingsworth, right? An excellent uh, point guard who can get into the lane and get big buckets. Um, he blocked him. Uh, I think if you're a Western Kentucky fan, maybe you'd say uh, he fouled him. But big block there. Early in the game, he got a big block. He defended. He defended the rim well. He challenged shots inside. He's a great rebounder. He flies around. Um, you know, I, I think nobody's really talking about this part. I saw it. Against Tech, he guarded their best wing player, Isaiah Crawford, right? Their dude, their Kawhi Leonard and Lug. Uh, you know, he's a he's a like forward, right, the tweener. He played the three, he played a four, and he can get buckets inside. You might remember, right, that early February game with Louisiana Tech. Isaiah Crawford scored 22 points in that first game. He dominated the matchup. He dominated the matchup against Thomas Bell. Uh, he was physical with him, got in, got him uh, into the paint, backed him down, got little turnarounds, got little floaters, drove by him for buckets. Uh, so did Kenneth Lofton also. A uh, lot of credit to Zach Simmons and Thomas Bell for owning their matchups. And not only that second game where North Texas beat Tech, but you know in the tournament matchup where they – they really dominated their matchups. Um, like Zach Simmons, just you know, he he beat up, he locked down Kenneth Lofton uh, for the most part. I think Lofton got like four points in a, in a little stretch where he was kind of angry at being defended so well. But the North Texas game plan was to dig, um, to bother the bother the, the Lofton anytime he got into the paint, anytime he thought about turning around, um, causing trouble. That freshman's going to be good. Right? He's going to develop. Um, he's going to be dangerous uh, in the coming years. But right now, Zach Simmons, Thomas Bell, um, they did what they needed to do. 
in the Western Kentucky game, right, championship game, Thomas Bell defended Carson Williams, who's like 235 or something like that. And I think Bell is like 215, whatever. Whatever the case is, you know, those are their listed weights. I think they're playing weights are roughly the same. Carson Williams, he has size on him. Um, and Western Kentucky briefly found some advantage in getting Williams inside, um, kind of getting deep position, bullying Bell, you know, and getting a couple buckets, right? But overall, Thomas Bell played ridiculously amazing defense. When he was bricking up threes, right, building a brick house, he was also making up for that on the other end. And that created a dilemma, right, because I was thinking, look, he's not shooting right now. You absolutely need um, you need him to make a, a shot, right? That's that's how you're going to score an offense. At that moment, I think if I have it right, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking at my notes or anything, but like Charles Bassey went on a like a personal 11-0 run in the middle of a 13-0 run for West Kentucky, where they took the lead back. Uh, Zach Simmons was on the bench. North Texas decided to go small, so Bell was matched up against Bassey, right? Bassey's going to own that matchup, right? Bell can be long and, you know, be uh, like a pogo stick, jump up and down and, and just try to bother him. But there's a certain point where Bassey's just going to turn around and dunk it on you. Um, on the other side, right, and this is where maybe Bell was, like, feeling the, the pressure. Like, I, I really don't feel – I'm not feeling these threes right now. I'm not hitting them. I don't have the rhythm, so let me try something different. He caught it. He had Bassey on him. He should have just let it fly. But instead, he said, you know what, let me try to take Bassey down into the post and give him a series of moves. Now, one, that's just not a good idea. Uh, two, it's against Charles Bassey, and Bassey was ready to eat up that shot, and he did. Um, it was a bad sequence, and at that moment, you're like, it was clear to me, right, one, North Texas was gassed, and two, the only way that Bell was going to be a plus in that matchup offensively was to shoot. He had to bring Bassey out, one that would drag Bassey out of the paint and not let him, you know, um, defend at the rim where he's where he's uh, superior. Um, but, you know, you're getting open shots because Bassey's not going to really want to challenge you all the way out there. Uh, in any case, it didn't work, right? 0 for 6 in regulation. Uh, I think everybody was kind of scrambling. Everybody's coaching from Twitter, right? Get him out the game. I was coaching from Twitter. And I was saying, you know, there was a stretch there where North Texas' lead was still like five, maybe three, and it was dwindling. Even when uh, North Texas was like down two or something like that. I'm thinking, get Hamlet a minute's rest, right? Get Bell two minutes rest. Let's see something else just for those two minutes. Let's see if you can't just get by on it. And even if you lose, you know, a couple of points, um, that's fine because maybe you save yourself the legs. Maybe you get yourself in position to win the game, right? It could be that you're like, we're going to lose these two minutes definitely because we're going to have bench guys that haven't played all tournament come out here against, you know, the best, most talented team in the league. Uh, you know, that's fine. But maybe, maybe you give yourself a chance to win the game that way, right? Um, the other option is like, no, nah, we'll just keep rolling with these guys who are clearly gassed, clearly tired, and, you know, hopefully they make a shot or something. It turns out they went with option two, and they were right. Just took a sip of 
morning latte. And I got to say, it does taste better after a Mean Green win. Normally it tastes good, but it tastes amazing this morning. Um, so, yeah, you know, before the game, I, you know, and my wife, right, Mean Green alum over there, she was scolding me for having this this opinion. But I was saying, look, four days, four games. Uh, up to that point, Javion Hamlet had played 95%, 95.8% of the available minutes. Uh, I'm just going to give myself a little pat on the back, a little shine, right? I think I was like, you know what, just ballpark my head, 95%. He's played 95% of the games. And then I did the math, and he came up with 95.8. So uh, kudos to me. Uh, you know, just want to take some time to celebrate me. Uh, no, seriously. So, like, 95.8 of the minutes, um, you know, he does all of the ball handling. It's a lot of workload for the dude. We've seen when he's not at his best. You know, kind of turns the ball over, maybe over dribbles, dribbles off his foot, doesn't make the best decisions with the ball, right? It's human stuff. You can't, you can't do that stuff forever, right? No matter how hard he trains, uh, you know, the whole deal. At some point, you run up to a wall. And North Texas started showing signs of that right about the 11-minute mark. Oh, my opinion, right? I said, I see a close game. 35, uh, 35 minutes of this game will be a close game. And in the final five minutes, North Texas will just fall apart, won't be able to hit shots, start turning the ball over, doing those things that happen when you're tired and, you know, make the mental mistakes, that kind of thing. And Western Kentucky will win going away. Um, so, you know, let's get into the game. North Texas comes out, 17-0 run, best possible start that you could have. Um, you know, instead of saving, like, well, we'll kind of slow play it, they came out like they wanted to win. They attacked the game, and that's how you jump out to the 17-0 lead, right? 17 nothing. I think by this, like six minutes into the game. Like you hold North Western Kentucky scoreless for six minutes at any stretch of the game. That's a feat. You do it to start, you give yourself a great chance, right? At that point, maybe the calculus kind of change, and you're saying, you know what? Let's build this lead as big as we can get it. Let West Kentucky expend a lot of energy trying to come back. And then we're basically even, right? It's even even stakes here. Um, you know, we're tired, four games, four, four days. They're tired trying to come back against us. And we can just play basketball, right, for the final moment. Um as it was, I thought North Texas left some meat on the bone, right? They uh, turned the ball over There's a couple times, like we're like out of control. Uh, I think my wife calls it wild. She's like, they're just so wild out there. Uh, you know, other people, it, it's sloppy play. You saw some, you know, North, North Texas is not the greatest fast-breaking team, right? And you know, areas of improvement, it, that's one of them. Maybe another ball handler so that way JV on Hamlet doesn't have to do everything all the time. Um, I mean, he's, he's going to graduate, but, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, right? That's another area of this particular team that could, could improve. Um, they're not great in transition. A lot of it's just, like, experience, some of it's decision-making. Uh, just, and you saw that there. There's, it was like a missed lob to James Reese that could have got an easy two points. Um, bad plays, bad passes inside to Zach Simmons, um, you know. That was another aspect of the game. I, I thought Simmons had to be a plus. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Mean Green Nation is a big fan of Zach Simmons. He can go over either shoulder, score with his right hand, left hand. He has a lefty hook that's nice, right hook 
Um, you know, he has great hands. Uh, you can any kind of drop off pass to him. He has enough athleticism to go up and get it. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna just fly around the court and dunk on people. But um, you know, he is an ideal big man. You win a lot of games that North Texas has with Zach Simmons as your best or second best player, and that's been the case last two three seasons. Um, you know, and he's been injured too. Uh, you know, Kenneth Lofton, freshman of the year. Uh, Zach Simmons won that matchup. Um, you know, when Zach is bad, it's when he takes too long to make a move inside. He overthinks it. Um, and then when he's trying to pass out of a double team, like that skip pass is not he – does, he doesn't make that pass real great. Uh, he almost turned the ball over here against West Kentucky in this one. But for the most part, he was outstanding against Lofton and – Bassey, right? Best in the league after sort of struggling with 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 Ezek Pay um, for Old Dominion there. Uh, just wouldn't highlight that again, right? Uh, yeah, he just does. I'm gonna go off on a tangent here because he just does so much well, right? And I don't know that we're gonna have another big basketball podcast this way. So let me just pause here and give like two minutes of Zach of Zach Simmons uh, shine. Uh, you know, as a big man, they tell you number one. Run down the middle of the floor. Zach Simmons, excellent mobility. He sprints down the floor. He can finish on the break, basically, right? You can run with him, throw him the lob. You can pass it to him uh, as he's diving from the free throw line, and he's not going to fumble it or, or commit a foul or something like that. Uh, he'll catch it and score. Um, when you do a drop-off pass to him, he can finish right, left, around the rim, either side, you know? He'll dunk it. He'll try to go up and dunk it. But when he's not the best athlete in the matchup, say against like a Charles Bassey or something, uh, you know, he has enough control to pump fake, uh, to score through contact, right, which is another big thing. And, uh, you know, fin like I said, he has enough moves. He can finish right, left. You have to defend him around the rim. He's so tough to defend if you're a defender. Like, you, have you ever played, like, pick up basketball against a, somebody that can score both hands? Um, they're almost unguardable, right, because you can't trade them anyway. You have to that's, – that's why you learn to score with both hands because it's a you have to. That's how you keep the defense honest, right? So uh, another sip of latte, ladies and gentlemen. So you know the other aspect is that you just got to be able to score one on one, right? Somebody gives you the ball in the post. Um, can you win your matchup? And because you can go, you can score with either hand. Uh, not just like layups and stuff like that, but he can turn over his left, his right shoulder, uh, you know, go up with his left hand, lefty hook. Same thing with his right shoulder. Uh, I mean, the opposite shoulder, go up with his right hand, score with that right hook. Um, sometimes all those moves, maybe he thinks too much. He's like, hmm, which one of my bag of tricks should I, uh, you know, break out for this one? Uh, should it be the pump fake, up and under, dip? Uh, and, you know, he can kind of get caught up, turn the ball over, right? But he didn't in these two matchups. He was great. Uh, so what was I saying before I went on this tangent? Zach Simmons scoring buckets, great. Um, yeah. So uh, you know what I was gonna? I, I forgot that he ran the floor. He when he got a rebound against Tech, right? Or was it Tech against Old Dominion? Old Dominion. He got the rebound, outletted the ball, sprinted down the floor. Um, one of the guys missed a layup, but he got the ball, put it back, right? Like, those are huge hustle plays, right? Big man plays that uh, like if you're 
whoever your big is, if he can do those things, you're going to win games. Right. That, that's it. He doesn't need to be Shaq out there. He doesn't need to be Joel Embiid. But if he can do those things, he doesn't need to be Charles Bassett. But if he can do those things, you're going to win a lot of games. Zach Simmons is a great post player for North Texas. He's a great North Texas player. Uh, probably the best big man that North Texas has had. Certainly the most accomplished. Um, you know, like I said, Tony Mitchell had ridiculous athleticism, but um, you know he couldn't score over both shoulders. He couldn't do the things that Zach Simmons does right now, um, and certainly didn't do it uh, for the length of time Zach Simmons has done it. So there you go. Um, yeah, me making a uh, undisputed point. Um, what was I saying? All right, so North Texas get up big, seventeen points. Um, you know, flying down the court. Um, I think all of that aggression was good. Like, there was one point where Thomas Bell kind of passed up a three that he probably should have shot. But, you know, here's where I'm, you know, I'll allow it, right? Is, uh, he took a dribble, attacked the paint, saw Charles Bassey coming over, and didn't, like, hesitate or try to pull the ball out or jump stop and try to pass the ball out from a, uh, a scoring position. No, he went up. He gathered two feet, rose up, and tried to yam on his face, right? And, you know, yeah, it was a foul. Maybe maybe if we're playing this game at Dill Arena or something like that, or maybe at some place in Kentucky, the refs say, yeah, that's a, you know, that's just a block to play on. But I think, one, yeah, home crowd, you know, kind of uh, making the refs look a little green over there. And then, two, the aggression. I think the aggression is a big part. Uh, I've seen a lot of basketball, played a lot of basketball. You... You know that refs give the advantage to the aggressor, right? I mean, you know, you don't, you can't get away in this game by just being passive, right? And I thought Western Kentucky came out. There's a big criticism on them. Cause I, 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 they left a lot of stuff on the table, right? They they opened the door for North Texas, and North Texas took full advantage of that. Uh, they left the door open like twice. Uh, one, uh, the tops came out. You know, like passive, like they were ready to just kind of jab and dance around and feel out in the first half. Uh, sort of like how they did against UAB. Uh, Bassey was ready just to take what the defense was going to give them. Uh, North Texas said, we're going to give you super long threes and long twos. So you can take those all day, big buddy. And uh, he did. He was missing, right? Nothing was working for him. And North Texas was attacking like they were down 20, right, to start the game. Big lead. West Kentucky eventually said, all right, we have to catch up to the pace of this game. I think Josh Anderson, um, who's been, you know, really good for West Kentucky and in all the regular season matchups has been, um, you know, an X factor because of his athleticism. He, in every matchup I've seen him play against North Texas, he does something great just because he's a better athlete than most of the guys out there, right? Uh, you know, he'll make a steal that he shouldn't make, make a block that he shouldn't make, out sprint the defense, jump over people, you know what I mean, get a rebound uh, that should not be gotten, that kind of thing, right? He played a great game. He also hit a three, right, um, in this one. I, I, I have support tape for that guy cause just because he's so good, right? Um, uh, Josh Anderson went on a personal 7-0 run for Western Kentucky, sparked them. They got back in the game, right? And it was kind of back and forth from that point. 
North Texas got stole some minutes, got Usman out there. Usman played like six total minutes in the last two games of the tournament, but they were huge minutes. Him, same for Michael Robinson, uh, who we tweeted about. If you follow the Twitter account, we talked about why we like him. He's he's a bouncy kind of big man. Um, they didn't find him as often as they should have. They also missed, you know, I think Hamlet missed uh, Zach Simmons a couple times on rolls in key moments that I thought was, was not great. But um, uh, same with with uh, Michael Robinson out there. Anyways, he's gonna be good. You know, he's bouncy. He flew up and down the court. He got a big dunk uh, against Tech, right? Or was that Old Dominion? I forget. But in spot minutes, where you're saying we need to get our starters a rest, we need to not lose a lead, right? Let's just go zero right here, plus minus zero at this point. Um, you know, we don't need to extend the lead. We don't need to do anything fancy. Just run the offense take up a lot of clock, play good defense, no, don't make any mistakes, right? Just don't mess anything up. They did a great job. Uh, like Usman was in there like battling for rebounds. You know, he, he did a great job. I like his future at North Texas. Um, he was great. Michael Robinson was great. Um, you know, they starred in their role, uh, as they say. So anyway, North Texas came out uh, of that little run from West Kentucky uh, unscathed, basically, right? And Ended the half up 11. Um, like I said, you probably complain and say, you know, there was like 7 to 10 points uh, when Western Kentucky was still reeling, right? Like turning the ball over, taking bad shots. Tavian Hollingsworth coming off screens looked um, looked like he didn't have the rhythm. Like it w there were shots that he normally takes, but he, did, he wasn't ready for them. Uh, you know, he just didn't, like they didn't feel comfortable for him. All those things uh, were scenarios in which North Texas could have extended the lead. I think seven to ten more points could have been there. And that might have made all the difference entering that second half, right? Western Kentucky comes out angry, obviously. Uh, they have the best player, like raw talent on the court in Charles Bassey. And, you know, you can see there's like uh, one reason I love basketball, right, is because it sets up scenarios like this. Like, he knows he's good. He thought he was taking good shots, and they were not bad shots. All the shots in the first half were shots that he can make, shots that he can uh, that he has taken and made, you know, for whatever. And the philosophy was, was sound, right? Hey, let's, let's not force things. I'm open. I'm going to take the shot. The second half, you know, he got the other stuff. And, and when old-school coaches are like, don't settle for jumpers, you know, attack, go take it, that kind of stuff. All that's kind of vague advice, but for a guy that can, right? It only it really only makes sense for somebody who can do amazing stuff, right? Uh, LeBron James, you know, don't just take whatever the defense is giving you because you can go get more, right? You can take from the defense, you can change the landscape, you can score points that nobody else could score, right? So for those guys, Steph Curry, James Harden, right? Uh, you know, the elite basketball player and the relative elite basketball players in college basketball and conference USA um, for those guys it's go take more right than what the defense is giving you Charles Bassey went on that 11-0 run um, you know he was just more aggressive attacking the rim like one time he came off a screen he was open for a 15-footer and if he would have taken it um, you know that was a the good shot he was open right you can make that kind of thing Instead, he attacked the space, got to the rim, uh, got a bucket, got fouled, made two free throws, 
and making those two free throws got him like in rhythm and then the next one he hits the three right you know he just he he created the game for himself right so 11-0 run by him knew that stuff was going to happen you knew they were going to come out and and you know make adjustments right they probably got yelled at at halftime you know north texas started showing signs right about the 11 minute mark um i think Javion hamlet uh coming off the the high pick and roll didn't come off with the same verve uh the same attacking mindset compounding all of that he like twisted his knee early in the first half it was kind of weird like i think he, he got a pass and some of those passes were super scary um to break the one three one press for for western kentucky he came down he landed on the dude's foot and i don't know if he twisted his knee or he's grabbing his knee and maybe his ankle hurt. i don't know whatever the case was he was not feeling great everybody was slipping um you know like when a rebound would come down thomas bell would like fall backwards every time uh little signs that fatigue was more of a factor uh, i think hamlet airballed a three reese airballed a three just stuff that you're like well they don't that was an open shot it was a good look he was not rushing it it looked like a normal three and he just airballed it things like that indicators that uh fatigue is a factor i think hamlet started leaving a, a couple of his floaters short hitting the front of the rim uh that was all at the 11 minute mark right and west kentucky was still climbing back in it um like the nine minute mark same kind of deal I, that's when thomas bell started just clanking threes by the time it was five minutes right west kentucky i think at that point had like a five to seven point lead they pushed out to, to seven or eight i forget i think it was seven points at the at the highest mark and you know i think the consensus on twitter was like something needs to happen um i don't know what i, I can't call that many timeouts. Um, you, you look at the bench, it's super thin. Somebody needed to make a play. Um, you know, like I said, I, that's why I wasn't as critical of Thomas Bell missing those shots there. It's not like, oh, he's, he's breaking them. Get him out the game. Get somebody in there that can make that shot. Uh, because he was integral defensively. He was guarding Carson Bell. Uh, you know, he, he got a couple of steals that were huge. He got a block that was huge. Uh, he was just playing great positional defense, a lot of effort on the defensive end. He was getting rebounds over there. All of those things were important to the winning effort. Um, but, yeah, the glaring error on the offensive end was that he just couldn't make that three. And, I mean, like I said, there, there was nothing else there. You can maybe say, well, maybe let's get a different play. I think some some guys are criticizing, well, Everything North Texas has is a is a three or a shot at the rim. Where's the in between game? It's like, well, they do that by design, right? Paint shots are are efficient shots. Three point shots are efficient shots. Long twos not so efficient. And um, you know, their guy that can take those kind of long twos, like um, Javion Hamlet, who you're comfortable with taking a long two because he can create his own shot, was on dead legs, right? So. Yeah, everything's on zero. Everybody's, you know, they have the little Gatorade symbol next to them if you're playing 2K. It was not a good moment. And, you know, if I'm going to criticize West Kentucky here, I think that they did not do a good enough job of putting their foot on our throat, right? Um, if you have a team like that, make them defend, right? Put them through a bunch of actions. Make them, you know, 
execute defensively. And North Texas can. They did a great job defensively. But make them do it, right? Like don't just concede the points to uh, North Texas. And that's basically what they did. They they thought that North Texas would beat themselves. North Texas was not going to give up. They were going to keep fighting. They did keep fighting. And Western Kentucky did not know what to do with that. They said, uh, like, I think the other part of it that it doesn't make any sense to me is that Charles Bassett didn't touch the ball in the last like two minutes of the game. Uh, the one time he actually did touch the ball, it was because a pass was behind him and he reached out and like just got a finger on it. Um, the final shot of overtime, um, you know, Hollingsworth attacked, which I'm sure they're happy with, but you know, Bassey get get him and Bassey in a pick and roll, right? Bassey can step out and shoot it. He can roll to the rim. Uh, even getting him involved in those kinds of actions opens it up for somebody else, right? Frampton would then, you know, be a danger out there. Much in the same way that North Texas created an action that opened up a shot for uh, Mardrez McBride, do that kind of thing so you can open up for your guys. Whatever. I'm happy they didn't do that kind of stuff, but it is obvious that they did not do everything that they could do to, you know, win the game. Um, they didn't put their foot on our throats, and uh, North Texas took full advantage, right? Uh, Zach Simmons, clutch, clutch bucket um, to cut it to three. I'm skipping over Hamlet's uh, layup. He got into the lane, uh, got a tough bucket, a little turnaround. And there was like a weird uh, situation where we got the ball back. Um, Hamlet airballed a three and went right to Josh Anderson, who was stepping step uh, stepping out of bounds already. Um, then North Texas turned the ball over. Uh, you know, it was just kind of back and forth where some weirdness was happening. But ended up Zach Simmons with the ball going against Charles Bassey. He goes over his shoulder, gets a bucket. North Texas is down two. Like that, that's winning basketball, right? You think about all the work they do, um, like, you know, situations, analytics. Sometimes it comes down to, hey, can you get a bucket against the the conference defensive player of the year, right? Can you do it, right? Uh, obviously, we don't want to, you know, say, can we, we're going to go uh, ISO Zach on Charles Bassey, uh, you know, 10 times in a row and think that's going to win us the game. Because, uh, no, it's not the case. Uh, I think Bassey, he ate up Bell on that one possession, and then he, he, he stonewalled uh, Zach Simmons on another. Like, you're not going to get plus uh, plus points going against Bassey one-on-one. But you can do it enough times, and in that moment, Zach Simmons got the bucket of the game, uh, getting a bucket over Charles Bassey. That's huge, right? Uh, Western Kentucky doesn't have a, an equivalent, um, like, wing defender. Uh, so that was a, that best defender on the court in uh, in in Charles Bassey in his element could not guard Zach Simmons one on one in that moment and that was huge. Uh, North Texas gets a turnover right Tavion Hollingsworth. I mean just a note on Tavion right he he was one of the ones talking a lot of noise, but um, against you know rewind last year uh, was it March at the time? Basically final weekend of the season. North Texas is hosting West Kentucky in the final game of pod play or second to last game of pod play. Um, second to last game of pod play. And uh, he has two free throws with a chance to seal the game. Right, He misses them both. Uh, Javion Hamlet had a chance to win it at the end of the regulation. 
Uh, I think he turned the ball over, and like, North Texas didn't get the shot off or something like that, or just like a bad shot, I forget. Uh, but North Texas wins in overtime, right? Wins the game, cuts, you know, clinches the regular season title, cuts down the nets. Western Kentucky says, oh, well, do it in the tournament, right? You know, don't win no fake championship. And after everything was canceled, they still were talking mess up to, um, to the North Texas guys. It might have been friendly mess, but there's still Twitter talk. Uh, fast forward to this one, right? Tavion Hollingsworth turns the ball over, travel. Um, North Texas gets a chance to uh, um, to uh, hit the three, right? Ties it up. Um, turnover from Rawls to Bassey, and then Javion Hamlin has a chance, a chance, with three seconds left to hit the bucket. Uh, you know, like that, if he had like five seconds, maybe seven seconds, I think he goes the whole way, maybe scores a winning bucket. Uh, he did that against Louisiana Tech, remember, uh, in Ruston last season. But, uh, you know, three seconds was not enough. He heaved it from half court, no chance. Overtime. I was thinking overtime was going to be a challenge, right? Obviously, dead legs. How are you going to – how can you muster five more minutes a game, right, in this moment? Crunch time. You just used up seven seconds uh, – seven seconds. Uh, the last two minutes, like North Texas is down seven in the last 2.57, right? Scored seven points. Excuse me. Scored seven points in the last uh, 52 seconds. Um, you know, I, I didn't think they had anything more in them. Overtime didn't look good for them. Uh, it was like another chance for Western Kentucky to win it, right? Maybe they'd bounce back from that, that negative, uh, negative performance they had. But they step out. Rawls hit the three. Um, you know, Bassey gets a couple of free throws. It looked like they, uh, they were feeling good. Then the next hugest moment of the game, uh, uh, Thomas Bell hits a three, a contested three. It turns out the way that you guard Thomas Bell is leave him wide ass open, right? The way that you let him make buckets in your eye is that you challenge his shot because Western Kentucky came out, challenged his three, uh, you know, he was 0 for 6 at that point. He hits a huge 3 to put North Texas up 1. Um, you know, at, uh, I think it was up 2 at that point, right? And then uh, and then two free throws for, for Bassey. Back and forth, right? Clutch buckets from uh, like Rawls, you know, who, who's kind of – he missed a big 3 at about 5 minutes, 4 minutes or something like that, or maybe it might have been 2 minutes. I can't remember right now. But that would have pushed the lead out to 8, right? Instead he misses, and Zach, uh, Zach Simmons ends up scoring the – the bucket to make it three, right? That's that's the swing. He missed a huge three, wide open three, uh, but he scored five points of their nine in overtime. So uh, you know he did his part. That's the game, right? You win, you lose. You try to win more than you lose in the game. Um, you know, and the other goat, Josh Anderson, he had a turnover that it was at fifty-seven all. He had a turnover that gave the ball back to North Texas. Sets up Javion Hamlet to go ISO, get the game-winning bucket, right? That little runner in the lane, the same one that he did. Classic Javion Hamlet bucket. Gets the floater. North Texas is up two. Tavion Hollingsworth tries to go the length of the court. Again, skipping over, passing to anybody else. Um, Thomas Bell blocks him. You know, there's a foul. North Texas gets two free throws. But that's game. That's game time. North Texas are champs. Huge buckets, huge stuff. Uh, Hamlet earned like a he earned a trip to the free throw line. Like a uh, like I missed one of those plays. I'm going off all just memory right here, so forgive me. 
But, uh, you know, I, six points in overtime for Javion Hamlet, right? You know, because obviously you remember that one, but he had like four free throws, I think, or he might have hit one of those might have been a jump shot and then two free throws. Six points in overtime, right? Uh, the bulk of his points all came in second halves uh, in, in the other wins, right? And obviously the w- Middle Tennessee game, uh, he just dominated from start to finish. Uh, 12 points in the first half of this game, right? He came out, hit two threes right away in the first five minutes. He only took three threes in the previous two games. Um, he had 12 points in the first half. You know, y- I read that uh, like one of two ways. Like one, he's going to have a monster second half, right? Because he saves the best for last. Or that he was going to run out of gas, and that was kind of going to be it. So he needed to get a win without him being his uh, 100% self in the second half. Um, turns out he was just saving it for the overtime, right? North Texas scored 14 second-half points, and seven of those came in the final two minutes, right? Five of those came in the final 52 seconds, and they scored 13 points in overtime. Uh, just incredible. 60% in the first half shooting. Uh, was it like 18% in the second half? And at what point they were shooting 11.1%. I know. I checked it. It was like 3 of 27. Just absolute garbage. Could not get anything to go. Because they're tired, right? You just see it. It was hard for me to criticize that. Like, fourth game. How do you how do you make shots in game four in four days, right, When against – one of the top defensive teams in the league. How do you make that shot? How do you make those shots? Well, you make sure you make shots against UAB the week before so you're not as tired in this one, right? That's wh- where you do it. That's what coaches say, right? Like, how do you make sure you're not tired in the fourth quarter of games? It's you put in the work in the off season to make sure that you're ready to play the season, right? You, you do the conditioning work. You do you stick to your diet, do the training table, follow the plan, get enough rest, uh, you know, all those things. That's why they're important. Uh, North Texas needed a little bit of fortune to win the the title in this one, right? Like, you needed Western Kentucky to, you know, not come out aggressive, uh, to not make good decisions. I mean, uh, you know, Hamlet had six turnovers in this one, right? That was his most in any game um, in this tournament. I think six tournament six turnovers was his most in any game this season, I do believe. And it might have been, been, I'm looking right now, uh, it was the second most in his career. He had seven against Eastern Michigan last year, and then he had seven against FIU um, uh, last year also. Yeah. So that's uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, I think I tweeted that too. You can see it. He's attacking the space, gets caught up in the middle. He got blocked on a, like on a pull-up. All these indicators that he was running on fumes there, but he gutted it out. Uh, you know, It's so tough to get that floater. It requires, you know, just so much timing, mastery of your skill. And to do it when your legs are dead, right, because that throws off your whole timing. You don't have the same lift on your jumper, right, your legs. Um, so it throws off your timing uh, of the floater. He still got it, got buckets late. Incredible stuff from the dude. What did Ken Palm say with the MVP? Mar- Mark Dresden's bread. 13 points. Three of seven shooting from three, right? Two or two from the free throw line. Uh, oh, how about Hamlet's four four from the line, right? Big time free throws. Uh, two of five against middle. He actually missed three shots against middle more than he did than he missed in uh, the final three games. Seven of eight against Old Dominion. Four of four against Louisiana Tech. 
four four against West Kentucky. Um, that's partly what makes him super efficient, right? Because he just hit free throws. Um, you know, you know. I, I didn't want to tweet this because I didn't want to jinx anything. But uh, one thing about North Texas is that we're a great free throw shooting team. When they foul us, you just like, all right, we know we're gonna go up there and, and get a get the clutch. Get the clutch free throws, right? Uh, was it Hollingsworth or Rawls or I forget one of the one of the West Kentucky guys missed the front end of a one and one. Again, the little things, those details that help you win a championship, they missed them, right? North Texas made their free throws um, when they had a layup opportunity, they made them, right? Um, yesterday, well, two days ago now, against Louisiana Tech, uh, late in the game, West uh, Louisiana Tech. Uh, runs their horn set for Kenneth Lofton. Uh, was it Amari Ar- Archibald does a little cut off the screen. You've seen Tech run this, uh, you know, a thousand times. A lot of Conference USA teams run it. Uh, Lofton finds Archibald under the rim. He goes up. He misses a layup. Perfectly makeable layup. It was a little challenge, but he misses it. Right there's a point opportunity. They, uh, uh, I think they block Hamlet or something like that. They get a rebound. Lofton on the very next possession. Pushes the ball, throws it out to Crawford. Crawford tries to lob to either Pemberton or Lofton, and both go up, and then they miss the opportunity, right? If you're Louisiana Tech, you look at that and say, that was most of the game, right? Four points in a clutch uh, moment there. You know, like, both of them could have happened, and maybe you say, well, if you made the layup, they don't get the other opportunity. I don't know, maybe you're right, but they got zero points when they had an opportunity for four points, right? Um, North Texas didn't do that to themselves in this game the shots they missed you want it to be like if you're gonna miss a shot it's fine right as long as the shot it's a shot that you want to take that you're comfortable taking that you have practiced um and that you're expecting um there was a there's a couple points right you know i'll make this thing when when western kentucky came out and they were like super aggressive defensively north texas got more wide open shots i think reese got a couple wide open ones and then bell specifically like in that moment in that first seven minutes or so and i was i was telling to the uh mean green nation headquarters here i was looking around i was saying like one thing that happens when teams are aggressive uh like that is you know yeah the the danger is that you're gonna make a turnover right bad pass but if you're moving the ball well and north texas did that so full credit to them they moved the ball well and you know they made the right decisions against that kind of attacking defense is that you'll probably end up with a wide-open shot. Uh, the problem was that it looked like Reese was catching it, and a couple of guys were catching it, where they felt like, oh, th- like their thought process looked to be, oh, I'm wide open. I should take this. Uh, here we go. Shoot it. So they shot it with confidence, but they were a little bit surprised. And that little bit, uh, you know, like I said, maybe combined with the busted wrist or whatever, meant that they didn't make them. Uh, Grant McGasson, full credit to that dude. He did an outstanding coaching job. They call a timeout, whatever. Uh, they run a set, and they get McBride coming off a curl. He catches it, lets it fly for three, and knocks it down, right? He was ready to shoot. He was. He wanted the ball. He was ready for the moment. Pretty much every time he caught it, he shot it with confidence, supreme confidence. Like, this is my shot. I am ready for it. Like, it's the difference between finding yourself wide open and anticipating yourself to be wide open, right? That subtle difference give you all the mental preparation that you need to knock down that jumper, right? It's also why sometimes when you catch it and you just let it fly, uh, you know, because like you're not thinking too much. But, yeah, I, I noticed that that subtle little difference there. Uh, 
you know, obviously if you run a play for for uh, Martres McBride to come off a curl and shoot a three, he's ready to shoot a three, right? He's, he knows what he's going to get, and he's ready to let it go. Uh, versus we're swinging the ball around, and you're thinking, where should I go? They're attacking here. I need to step to the middle. Oh, look at me. I'm wide open, right? That's not necessarily great. And that's why, like, elite players, you've seen some of those actions so many times. You're like, oh, they're trapping. You know what? We're going to have a corner three-pointer open right here. So I just need to m- execute and be ready for that to happen. Anyway, uh, I thought it was a great basketball game. Great tournament overall. Uh, not just by North Texas, but if you're a Conference USA follower, as I am, uh, you knew that Louisiana Tech was good. They were my preseason, my pre-tournament pick, just because, you know, so much talent over there. Um, they were not ready for the tournament mentally, I don't think. Uh, Western Kentucky uh, played a nice tournament against UAB, right, and, and they, they blew out UTSA. They were not ready for the final, right? They were a little banged up, probably overthinking. Uh, I mean, also Tech, they're a little banged up, too. Um, they lost the guy. Kobe Williams there in the Ar- playing Our Lady of the Lake. Um, Marshall was good. They were not ready for Rice. Uh, you know, the other thing that made me concerned about North Texas losing their legs was Rice, right? They beat Southern Miss. Uh, then they beat uh, Marshall. And then they started playing UAB. And they gave UAB everything that they could handle and a little bit more. But then you could see it right about the five-minute, eight-minute mark. Uh, like Max Fiedler, who was their version of Zach, uh, Zach Simmons, um, you know, he started missing bunnies. He couldn't, you know, find his footing. They're dribbling off their foot. Uh, just a lot of stuff that you hadn't seen in the previous three games uh, where they're just starting to break down, right? Um, that's what I expected. That's what I was concerned about. It happened. I was right, but I was also wrong. I thought that would lose them the game, but they gutted it out. Maybe a little bit lucky, but I'd rather be lucky then good, right? Louisiana Tech, a very good team. They didn't have the luck. They're out of the tournament. They are not going to anything, you know? Uh, UAB, good squad. Turned it on at the wrong time. Um, you know, they got unlucky. They missed, uh, was it, Earl missed a jumper, a potential three-pointer that would put them up against uh, U- uh, West Kentucky, right? We could have seen a UAB North Texas Conference Finals. Uh, didn't happen because they missed it, right? You got to make the shots that are there. North Texas made the shot. North Texas is a deserving champ. They were top of the league in efficiency and offense and defense. I think uh, Ken Palm had them as the highest efficiency team, like adjusted efficiency, uh, Conference USA team. .NET rating, I think the last couple weeks, North Texas was the top-rated team. Um, just There's a lot of reasons, no matter what angle you stand right and view North Texas from. There's a lot good here. They're deserving champs of Conference USA. Uh, but that's not to take anything away from West, from West Kentucky, who's good, right? Three straight tournament appearances. Uh, you know, North Texas went to three straight Sunbelt titles, you know, won one of, of three. It's tough to win. It's just a game, and, and usually you're playing either a team that's really good or a team that's really hot at the moment, right? And that's tough to beat, um, you know? Uh, good, good team over there, good program. They're still the standard in Conference USA in my mind, right? You go to three straight tournaments. Think about this. Marshall won a conference tournament final over West Kentucky, right? The next year, two years, Marshall's not really in the conversation. Old Dominion beat Western Kentucky in a tournament final two years ago. In the two years since, they've not really been in the conversation. 
Well, that conversation is well. You can't you can't count on Old Dominion because they're they always have something. They got championship pedigree. Like all that to say is, hey, yeah, they used to be good, but they're not good now, right? Uh, the conversation starts in this league with Western Kentucky, and to beat them is an accomplishment, a feather in the cap, North Texas, right? The next step, the next steps are to make that conversation start with North Texas, and I think we are way well on our way to making that happen, right? Grant McGasson comes in here, first year was like, let's make something happen, put in our scheme, put in our philosophies, lay the foundation. They start winning, win the CIT, everybody's excited. Next season they come out, um, trying to adjust to the, you know, like I said, the roster, the philosophy, year two, a lot of good seasons, regular season wins, injuries take their toll. Cool. Year three, um, you know, a leap. Year four, you know, title, title time. Uh, year five, what's it going to be? You got some good recruits coming in here. Continue that process. Um, you know, I, I in preparation for this week, I was, I was for this game, I was writing a lot about, uh, like, referencing old things I wrote. It's like, hey, remember 2012 when North Texas with, uh, with uh, um, Tony Mitchell lost to Western Kentucky in the final? I actually found that game online. Uh, it was like the Hilltopper Archive or Hilltopper Vault or something like that on YouTube. Uh, you can watch that game. North Texas was, like, within a shot of winning that tournament uh, against a good Western Kentucky team, right? And, um, you know, I wrote, I was like, look, it's a heartbreaker. That was two heartbreakers in a row, like the year previous. Uh, the Bozeman dude from uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, hit a three in Shannon Shorter's face to, to eliminate North Texas in the final minute of the of the final, right? Um, I wrote, look, look, here's the thing. North Texas set the tone. Johnny Jones had that squad as perennial contenders. Like, that was the standard. Getting to the title game is the standard. And winning is the challenge, right? You can't you can't guarantee a win against a good team, like I just said. Usually against a team that's hot, right, that's feeling it on that weekend, or is very good. So beating them is an accomplishment. But getting to that point is, is the standard, right? That was the sum belt. Here in Conference USA, a lot of good teams, right? Like I said, Louisiana Tech, losing to them, yesterday was a possibility, right? We split the season series against them in two close-fought games. Uh, the ball bounces left instead of right in, the, in a certain position, certain moment, that's a loss, right? In this game, ball bounces a certain way, it's going to be a loss. Uh, you can even say the same thing about Old Dominion, right? There are about three or four teams that are guaranteed top tier, right? Semi-final kind of participants. Uh, Western Kentucky, again, conversation starts with them. Uh, Old Dominion sometimes, right, kind of depending. They're just so tough defensively. They almost won the one seed just because they have great coaching staff. And they usually have, like, one good player uh, and then a bunch of guys that are just committed to playing defense. Um, Rice, Rice looks real dangerous, but they're not going to – I don't know if they're going to be semifinal dangerous, but I think the standard for North Texas, given the coaching, given the talent, given the resources, is semifinal appearances, right? That means you won a game. You win your first game. You one earn a top seed. So that means top two seeds. If they're going to do divisions next year, you're either one or two. Perfectly reasonable to ask, right? Uh, this season, North Texas fell a little bit short of that particular standard, but made up for it by winning the tournament, right? Um, you know, you can you can reasonably expect to win enough games to get a one or two seed, and say that's minimum expectation. 
and then depending on how good or great you are, you could say, right, definitely going to win the next one, right? Um, Tech is a tough matchup in the semifinal. But let's say they played UAB, I would have been fine with that. Or maybe there's like a an upstart or something like that, and you can beat that team. You can't really control who's on, who's not, injuries at the moment, that kind of thing. So the standard is getting to the semifinal here at North Texas Mac. I am comfortable saying that. Say, look, North clearly Grant McGaslin has established North Texas um, to the point where that is going to be what we expect. And everything past that, like the non-conference victories, um, the quality of wins that they get, right? Like, man, they're really coming down to the wire in these games. Um, or is it like, yeah, North Texas, like Gonzaga out here, just running dudes off the floor. Right, that that depends on the talent, that particular season, right, the opponents, all those kinds of factors that, that are a little bit outside of control. Uh, I mean, you can bring in talent and you try to develop them, but maybe they get injured, right? Maybe they don't develop as well as you hoped. You know, whatever. Circumstance. You can't always control that kind of thing. But, you know, I think the broader strokes get to the semifinal, that's it. And then, you know, that's a reasonable s stage to set. Have the conversation be, yeah, North Texas, West Kentucky, Ian Conference USA, you got to look out for them, right? And maybe go – that's how you start setting the, the conversation to be, hey, two-bid league, right? Because you, you know you always got North, uh, West Kentucky. You know you always got North Texas. And then whatever else happens, right? That can be it. It's tough to do, right? Middle Tennessee uh, under what's-his-face, they were good for so long. They lose him. They drop off. Now they are the dregs of the league, right? Like, I was rolling my eyes. Like, oh, we got to play middle. We're just going to dispatch them, and then we're going to move on, right? Uh, they're bad. They're not good. Uh, Marshall, they won a title, but they kind of went on a run. They had that one good season, you know. Uh, John Elmore, uh, just a ridiculous player that can score from anywhere who had a tournament moment where he could take over games. But, yeah, they haven't really found a replacement for that dude, right? Tavion Kinsey's good, but, you know, in big moments, he wasn't really ready for the spotlight, right? Um, looking forward to next year. Uh, you know, I like what Rice is doing. They they're exciting if you just like basketball. They're uh, not fun to watch if you are a North Texas fan, right? So I kind of watch that with one eye and like, wow, that was a nice play, and then the other eye I say, oh, I hate that team. Uh, they're good. UTSA, they're gonna graduate a couple. They're two guys. I don't know what they have down there. They that was it seemed like they found some gold and then I don't know what what happens in the future it's not really repeatable um you know southern miss they had talent this season they're trying to rebuild what they had um you know like they were they had talent they were young and they, they just didn't have the the materials to you know work together as a team the way you need to uh who else is in this conference in this division um UAB Obviously tough. It looks like they got the new dude out there, Andy Kennedy. Really turned them around, made them dangerous, right? Uh, if they're going to play like that, where they, they're all long, they play defense, and they, they you know, find a score. This this season they got former Louisiana Monroe dude, Michael Ertle, out there to be their, uh, you know, playmaking score. You can always find a guy like that, right? Have him level up, so they should be dangerous if that's the plan, um, you know. They had a soft schedule this season, so it's I didn't think they were that good, but they were obviously good enough to beat North Texas. Uh, and they won they won uh, a tournament game, and they came down to the wire against West Kentucky. So you have to respect them. 
Uh, beyond that, Louisiana Tech always tough. They always have talent. They always have a good uh, a good team. Eric Conkle is a good coach. I like what they do a lot. Um, you know, they kind of got snake bit. They don't have shooters. You know, um, they, that they probably need out there, and that could have made all the difference. But Kenneth Lofton looks like a, a good player. Kobe Williams is a good player. Um, you know, we'll see who comes back or what what they look like next season. Um, you know, they lost a, a couple guys over the summer um, this last time, but they still they, to me they were the best team in the league. They, they just play great defense. They're tough. They're physical. They have good athletes, and they had smart players, right? And they've always been good. And then obviously West, uh, you know, West Kentucky in the conference, not the division. Um, all the like all the East, I'm down on like FAU, you know, FIU. Those are two terrible squads. Uh, they had bad years. Some of that was COVID related, but they were just terrible. Middle Tennessee, terrible. But Marshall, you know, like I said, always talented, good coach. Uh, it's kind of I don't know if they can get some talent up there, like you know, a couple more pieces, they'll be really good. Charlotte looked like they had something for a little bit there, fell apart. Like they challenged West Kentucky at the start of play. Um, you know, they had tough defense and they had a deliberate offense that sounds a lot like North Texas. Uh, they had Jameer Young, Jordan Shepard out there, and right? sounds like a Davion Hamlet, Zach Simmons kind of duo, even though they're Charlotte guys are both guards. But they played to their competition too much all season that I don't know what they look like. Like Shepard's going to be gone. They're going to still do pack line kind of stuff, but I think it's a make or break year for, for Ron Sanchez out there. And then past that, um, you know, Old Dominion, West Kentucky. That's basically it. Just looking at that landscape, there's always going to be a team that surprises you. I think UAB was that, that squad this year. But I don't think it's unreasonable to say that North Texas could be a semifinal participant next season, challenge for it, right? I say this about football, that every four years, just because of the sheer turnover in the roster and the nature of having to rely on a good quarterback and him having to learn the position, right, that I used to say every four years, but probably every three years, you need – to make a serious run, right? And that's a little vague, right? What does a serious run look like? Well, it kind of depends on the season, but it means that, look, if let's say your division is stacked, right, and then so you just need to win that game, right, that game against that division opponent. Um, you know, a couple seasons ago, North Texas lost to Louisiana Tech and UAB in football, right? But they were competitors because we knew that the season was going to be determined by those two games, right? So, no, they didn't make the conference championship game, but they were competitive, right? They played those two games. One was lost on a field goal, missed field goal, and the other one came, you know, North Texas had a lead, blown late, whatever. They were competitive in my mind. Like, they didn't get blown out the water. Um, you know, that's a competitive season. We can say this was a good season. In basketball, it's a little bit easier, right? Enter this round of this tournament. That's reasonable stuff, easy to say. So when we say competitive, that's what we mean. We get it, injuries, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Maybe you don't impress in non-conference play the way you expected to, whatever. But when it comes to conference tournament time, you need to one or two seed in the division, and then once you're there, get to the semifinal round, right? That means you have that whole week to prepare for that one game, your first game, win that game, right? And then after that, it's tournament time. Who knows what happens? I think that is all reasonable stuff to say. And, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we podcast a lot. I had a lot of stuff to say I hadn't say 
said anything for a long time. Pandemic stuff, guys. But um, same stuff applies, right? Subscribe to the site. Make sure we can keep doing Mean Green Nation, uh, you know, obsessing on the Internet. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends, family. Otherwise, right, play it loud at work, which means home. Um, you know, we'll we'll do something like midweek as we get the opponent for the NCAA tournament in uh, in Indianapolis. I'll see if I cannot get fellow basketball appreciator uh, Doug to be my co-host for that one. Uh, you know, so we can talk some basketball. Uh, Aldo, right? He usually does football with me. He's not the biggest basketball fan. He's like, yeah, I like uh, when they score the basket. That's usually good. Uh, you know, Greg's a you know, he's a fellow obsessor about basketball. We can talk about scheme and you know, coaching and all kinds of other stuff. So, looking forward to that. Be on the lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen. North Texas, your conference USA champs, and it feels so good. Go Mean Green.